When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome. It's Tuesday, November 28th, and it's a special episode of On the Line. We have our third annual Running Lane Cross Country Championship selection show today. We always look forward to this every year. So exciting. We announced the Gold Championship Race contestants. So that's what's on tap for today. Uh, we'll reveal the top 20 teams in both the boys' fields and the girls' fields. Uh, from there, we'll dive into the race previews. Uh, we'll preview some of the best action and storylines to watch out for at Running Lane on Saturday in Huntsville. I'm Corey, by the way. <laughs> this is Olivia. You probably Hello. know us if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, in a moment, we'll bring on Running Lane meet director Will Rogers along with Sean Allen. Uh, but before we do, let's dive into a little primer about Running Lane. Yes, I'm super excited for this. This is the fourth running of this special race and I feel like year after year it just keeps getting better and better and better and I know that's crazy to think about and especially with the history that we've seen with Newberry Park in previous years, Jenna Hutchins breaking the national high school record on John Hunt's Park but what's even more exciting which I love is this particular event grabs all these different athletes from all over the country especially athletes from Colorado, you have Utah, Wyoming, Texas, New Mexico, Missouri, the list just keeps going on on and on and on which is super amazing and the total field of running lane represents all the corners of the u.s and they fly to huntsville alabama and if you guys know ashley she's already said multiple times she can live in huntsville it's a great city in alabama it's also called the rocket city to some and it's going to be a ridiculously fast course to compete on so Corey, i'm i'm just super excited for it yeah we get stoked every year going to huntsville because it's just a good environment and you know millennials they might know this term Vibes, vibes, it's, yes. It's a pure vibe pure there vibe. in Huntsville. <laughs> uh, that's what we get excited for. And even this year, and maybe Will can talk more of this, but Tracksmith is one of the, the the major race sponsors this year, and they have gone all in on a special way. I'll leave it to him to tell us what they're going to do, but it is awesome, and and I love it. I love that they're going all in for this. Um, but let let's get to Will. Let's bring him in real quick. <laughs> Will Rogers, co meet director of Running Lane. How you doing, man? Good. It's good to be here. Thanks, guys, for uh, for doing this. Yes. I, I get excited for this show every year. We, we get to see you. You get to break down the top 10 teams. It's yeah. going to be exciting. Well, I, I teased it a little bit. Good I didn't want to say it myself. I think it's, yeah. that's up for you to declare. But what is Tracksmith doing here at Running Lane this year? Yeah, so this year uh, we're super excited to have Tracksmith as well as Garmin back and several other big sponsors. And um, they are providing the kits for a lot of the top um teams and individuals so we're super grateful for that um as well as and i know that you alluded to it earlier but they we just announced that they have a, a new program this year which is going to be really exciting so part of their pr program at rxc they're going to uh, any kid that runs a pr at rxc this year will um, be eligible to uh receive a hundred dollar tracksmith gift card which is just 
Awesome. So um, I know this is a, a fast course and we're excited to uh, run up the tab and get lots of uh, cool <laughs> tracksmith swag for these uh, for these kids. That's, Dude, that's awesome. That's amazing. 100 buckos from tracksmith. I mean, I think you can't beat that. Yeah, PR, that's awesome. PRville, PR program. And I'm, I must say, I'm also feeling the kids. The yeah. kids... I've seen them sporadically throughout the year. They're top notch, yeah. and I'm even on your Instagram page right now, and they look, they look sleek, yeah. very fantastic. So, kudos to you guys. Yeah, we're pumped, and we're super thankful for their uh, for their support and um, and, the, and what the future holds. So, before we get to the first announcements, just a little info for you. Milesplit's going to be live on site in Huntsville starting on Wednesday. We're going to set up on Thursday. We'll be there Thursday, Friday. We'll be. A, a pre-show, uh, pre-event podcast that will go over the storylines again. And then on Saturday, you can catch us 7.30 a.m. live on Miles, but we're going to have all the races there, and we just can't be more excited for it. Yeah. But let's start first. Will, um, maybe talk a little bit about the boys' field, you know, where it started, kind of where it built first, and, and I'll just give you the floor from here. Yeah, so we've got um... – over 45 states represented uh, this year, uh, and then also, uh, as we usually do, several athletes from Canada. So we're really excited about that. So it's looking to be a, a really, really competitive field again this year. Um, we do have a slight format change in 2023, where there will be 20 teams uh, per division to increase the total number of individuals, faster individuals. So we expect the overall uh, gold, silver, bronze divisions to be even faster this year based on that. Um, and yeah, so we've got basically, uh, uh, we're going to go through our top 20 teams, um, for both the boys gold race and girls gold race, both of which will receive a, um, special edition backpack. Everyone's receiving backpacks this year, uh, as well as be uh, beanies, but, um, the gold division will be a unique, uh, a unique elite, uh, feature to it that I think the kids are going to love. Yeah. Let's start with uh, the boys team, starting with 20 going down to 11. Um, can you start with team 20? Yeah, and 20th uh, this year is Colts Neck out of New Jersey. Um, they had a strong showing at their state championships and um, also finished second at the group three uh, uh, championships in New Jersey. So uh, they are the 20th team in. Um, 19th coming in is going to be Fayetteville, Arkansas. They um, have a 15-50 team average coming in and finish fourth in their state meet, followed by Bloomington North in Indiana, um, Springville, Utah, uh, and with a team average of 15-53 and uh, 13th at the Bob Furman invite. Uh, Arapahoe in Colorado comes in at 16. Uh, 15 is Douglas County out of Colorado. Um, and 14 is going to be Columbus North out of Indiana. Uh, they had really strong showings at um, their state meet as well as their NXR. And 13th is going to be Hamilton Southeastern, just down the road from them, followed by 12, Brownsburg in Indiana. And finishing out the top uh 11 through 20 is going to be Heritage uh, out of Colorado, who had a strong uh, fifth place showing at the Dave Sanders invite and is always one of the better teams out of Colorado. Mm -hmm. One of the things I can take away from just even the list of names of the programs that are on 
just this specific list, is they're all top comp- like competitors. Like they're they're finishing well at their state championships. They're performing very well at these big invitationals, which makes running lane even more exciting. Colts Neck is a, a program I'm looking forward to seeing. I know they had a top finish at their state championships, and I'm pretty sure they're looking to end the season on a very very high note. Heritage, another program from Colorado, great showing at their state championships. But what I'm really curious about. I think it's going to be a rematch of the Indiana State Championships. You mentioned Brownsburg, Hamilton, Southeastern, Columbus North, Bloomington North. All of these programs competed at the state championships. Brownsburg finished third. Uh, and they put together, as you mentioned, a 15-48 team average. And they had a 50-second spread to Corey and Well, which I think is super spectacular. That shows that they have the speed and they know how to run in that pack. Hamilton Southeastern, they were fifth. Columbus North was sixth. Bloomington North was 10. So I'm pretty sure they're also going to running lane thinking, hey, I want to be the best team from Indiana competing at these championships. So that's super exciting to kind of watch unfold there. Yeah, absolutely. They have one last race to one get last it race. done here yeah. across country. All right, let's move to teams 10 through one on the boys' side, Will. All right, coming in at 10th is going to be Cherry Creek out of Colorado. Uh, they don't need any introduction here. Obviously, super strong program. Um, coming in at ninth is Fossil Ridge, also Colorado. There's a little bit of a Colorado theme here, uh, <laughs> if you guys have noticed. Um, coming in at eighth is going to be Fort Collins, followed by uh, Orem out of Utah, which had a fantastic um, NXR Southwest performance. Um, and then Eagle Valley, which actually is coming in with the fastest team average, uh, altitude converted uh, team average uh, of all the teams this year. Uh, they are our sixth ranked team. To round out the top five, uh, Farragut out of the Knoxville, Tennessee area. Uh, they are the, uh, excuse me, they are the um, Tennessee 3A state champions. Um, then followed by Brother Martin out of Louisiana, who had a fantastic showing at the NXR South um, and also finished uh, only five points behind Jesuit, uh, New Orleans Jesuit in their state championship. And then um, the final three, the last three drum roll. So we've got uh, Deer Creek out of Oklahoma. They were here in 2021 when we saw all that magic happen. They're coming back again this year. Um, Sky Ridge, which has kind of become a, a regular. Uh, they have an excellent team this year, so we're excited to bring them back. Uh, they are the second ranked team coming in. And the number one team coming into this uh, year's uh, race is going to be Cheyenne Mountain, who won it in 2020. Um uh, no, excuse me. They were they were second, second in 2021 to Newberry Park, um, but uh, yeah, they finished uh, fourth at their state meet and uh, behind some amazing nationally ranked teams. So we're excited to have those boys coming as well. One of the most underrated teams of all time was Cheyenne Mountain in 2021, who mm-hmm. didn't necessarily get the the, the gab of basically uh, that that race. I mean, slotted behind Newberry Park, but um, they are a very good program. And what's interesting to me is uh, two of the last three years, Utah team has won a team championship on the gold side. We have Sky Ridge at two, as you said, Orem at seven. Will another Utah team take a title? Or can somebody dethrone a Utah program? That's going to be the question here with uh, Cheyenne Mountain of Colorado or even Deer Creek. Deer Creek, state title in Oklahoma, as you said, an amazing year uh, this season. And they want one last race to sort of prove themselves on, on the national stage. So they'll get their opportunity here at running lane. And it's going to be a fun, fun showing there on the, on the boys' side. Now, as we transition over to the girls' fields, um, it's going to be, I, I think, I think there's some power matchups here. 
headed for mm -hmm. the Gold's Championship races. Teams from Colorado, New Jersey, Kansas, Tennessee, Indiana, Florida, Arkansas. It goes on. I, I think these teams are really going to match up and offer something really, really special. Um, let's start first with teams 20 through 11. Will, who do you have here? Yep, coming in at 20th is Heritage Christian out of Colorado. Uh, they were one of the small school state champions there in Colorado. Coming at 19 is going to be Pringy out of New Jersey. They had a strong showing at the NXR Northeast uh, division, or uh, region rather. Uh, 18th is going to be Banning Lewis Prep, also out of Colorado. Um, and then we've got... Uh, out of Kansas, Shawnee Mission East. Um, they were here last year, uh, and we're super excited to have them back. Uh, 16th is going to be Columbus North. They're bringing down an army. Uh, their coach uh, has a, a great program there, and they've got um, lots of girls and boys coming, so we're excited to have them. Uh, coming out of uh, Tennessee, just up the road from us, and out of the Nashville area, Beach, uh, they were third at their state championships. They're the 15th-ranked team. Uh, 14th is going to be Fayetteville, Arkansas. 13th is going to be uh, Humble, and I always, I always ruin their last name. It's cool name. Thank you. Thank you, Corey, for saving me. <laughs> uh, but they've got a super strong team led by senior summer uh, call, and uh, their team average is 1921. Um, and then in 12th, Pensacola Christian, they had a strong showing last year. They're coming back. Uh, they are 12th ranked team, and our 11th ranked team uh, is going to be Holly Family, Holy Family, excuse me, out of Colorado. Uh, and they placed uh, third at their state championship. One of the big teams I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing is Pensacola Christian. Not only do they have a a superstar, a seventh grader in Annabelle Tomasic, but they were a one A champion. And just how will a one A champion in Florida fare against a national field here? You know, can they compete? Um, they're certainly right there in the mix here. See, is at twelfth, but you know. I don't think averages really matter when you get to the line. It's really how you race on the day mm -hmm. and put things together. So that's only sort of a start for, for teams like Pensacola, and they can ultimately determine where they go. So I think it's a, a really strong lineup so far. Let's go to teams 10 through 1. Yep, the, the, final, uh, the final 10. So coming in at 10th is going to be New England Elite. Uh, they are coming from uh, the Massachusetts and led by junior Kate Clark. Um, and they also have a team average of 1854. Number nine is going to be Springville, Utah. Um, obviously, it's a very strong team out of Utah historically, um, and we're excited to have the speedy ladies coming down. Number eight is also Orem out of Utah, followed by seven, which is Niwot, which comes in with an altitude-adjusted uh, team average of 1838, uh, followed by Mountain View, also out of Colorado. And kind of rounding out the top five, We've got Central Kitsap out of Washington. They were third at their NXR regional um, and also their uh, Washington State champs. Number four is going to be Brentwood just up the road here in the Nashville area. Um, they are powerhouse program, um, and we're excited to have them back. Uh, 3A state champions out of Tennessee. And then Barrington out of Illinois. Um, they are one of the best teams, I think, uh, in, and one of the most underrated teams in the country. Um, and we're excited to have their girls coming down um, to run here. And then uh, Lucas Lovejoy out of the great state of Texas. Uh, they finished third at their NXR. Um, and we're really pumped to have them coming in. And our number one team for 2023 is Fossil Ridge out of Colorado. Uh, th these, these ladies are awesome. Um, they finished fourth at running lane last year. Um, and they 
have have had an excellent season. So we're really excited to come to have them coming back as the number one seed. Goodness, there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> this this girls <laughs> gold championship race is just completely stacked with so much talent. As you mentioned, Will, so many state champions, um, great team averages across the board. I'm looking forward to Barrington. I find it funny how they have their like their name as like the Dark Horse Distance Project. I'm like Y'all are like top contenders there. I don't consider them to be dark horses, but I feel like with Scout Storms, which you're a huge fan of Corey, is going to be leading that pack as well. And, you know, third at their state championships. I'm excited to see what Lucas Lovejoy does here. They're a powerhouse program here in Texas. They won the 5A state championship title, and they're definitely a top 25 team in the nation which I think is super spectacular to have that kind of talent at running lane. And then Fossil Ridge, I mentioned them earlier in the show, I think it was last week, and they were the runner-up to Air Academy, which is one of the top programs in the nation, and they have... They, they are the top program in the nation, are they? Yes, <laughs> they are. Uh, it's funny, actually, now we're talking about this yesterday, just, you know, with Niwa and everything going on, it's just super spectacular to see these Colorado teams just doing incredible things, and Fossil Ridge, I feel like, is yeah. right there in that mix, too. So when you have the top team in the nation and you're you're right there below them yeah you don't get all the pub but this is your chance to shine this exactly. is your chance to take that championship so no better way to do that yeah here at running line. it's gonna be a great one will do you have any final thoughts i i applaud you because dang to fill out all of these fields i know it takes a lot of work lots of research so kudos to you for doing that but do you have any final thoughts on just the fourth running lane taking place yeah. this weekend we're super excited. Uh, there's gonna, there's always tons of energy. You know, massive crowds. Uh, it's the championship for everybody. Uh, so we're really excited to have Mile Split coming and doing all the live coverage. Uh, again, big shout out to Garmin, um, some of our other sponsors, um, SportsMed, as well as um, you know TrackSmith. Obviously, the PR program is really, really awesome. So um, yeah, each year we're just trying to make it bigger and better, and uh, we're excited about the opportunity to to give these kids one last chance to run fast uh, for the 2023 season. Will, we will see you pretty soon there. We're going to fly into Huntsville on Wednesday. Tell Sean we said what's up, and uh, we will catch you <laughs> soon enough, all right? Sounds good. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Will. All right, take care. All right, great stuff. They're naming the entire fields for the Gold Championship races. Again, as I said, 7.30 start time for running lane Gold Championships. End of the day. Weather forecast. <laughs> Always a little... It's going to be great. Uh, just apprehensive a little bit about it. it did rain last year there is a small there is a 50 percent chance it's going to rain again this year but hey cross country you battle the conditions that's what it's about that's what it's about right yeah and then it's gonna be a little muddy uh, maybe not as much as last year hopefully but we're not just, we're looking for fast times we're yeah big performances we want those prs we do yeah. gotta get that you know gotta get those buckos gotta get the buckos <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move to really the storylines that are created from these fields and yeah. these entrants and you might ask yourself often do i know that guy do i know that girl you know when you're watching a movie it's it's a that guy or a, a that girl yeah well here at running lane you might be asking yourself that a little bit because there's athletes like Ethan Gonzalez, Luke Severs, Jaden Merrick, Mateo Tonis, Evelyn Pradol, Scout Storms, Annabelle Tomasic, state champions, amazing talents. But do you know them? Well, you have a chance to know them here uh, on Saturday. They're going to have you know big statement-making races. What's the unpredictability? unpredictability factor here, Olivia, and why is it so exciting? I think it's just so exciting because there's not one clear favorite, and I think that makes it even more 
just memorable at that. This field is completely deep with individuals who have finished, as Will attested to, just by even looking at the team race itself. You have a lot of teams that have won state championships, top three at their state championships, runner-ups. You get a mixture of everything, and it's the same thing individually as well, and there's not a clear favorite. And I feel like that's fair. It's going to be wild. It's going to be unpredictable. And we already know this is the fastest course in America. So everyone's just going to be going out, going for personal bets, grabbing their 100 bucks from Tracksmith. It just makes it that much more exciting. Yeah. So I'm pumped for it. I do like going into a race knowing reasonably, without, with beyond a reasonable doubt, who might be champion. All right, you know this person goes into it. He's, he or she is the favorite. Yeah. Okay, they're, they're part of that. But... Honest to God here, we do not know who's going to win either of these races. I yeah. think that's so fun. You rarely get an opportunity where you have a national field of, of state champions and, and sub-15 runners and sub-18 runners on the girls' side, and you don't know what if they're going to win or not. Yeah. Um, and I think that's special. That adds an allure to, to this race, and especially with the underclassmen, too. You're seeing the next wave of great talents coming here. Yeah. It's going to add so much uh, to this race. If we look back in the history books of Running Lane over the last three years, there's been some incredible racers that have gone on to just become stars. JoJo Jordan last year, Ty Stortz, Matthew Edwards, Benjamin Anderson this year. Peyton Godsey won mm -hmm. last year. Zero Machia ran last year. Sofia Rodriguez on yes. Pearl from Seattle now. Uh, two years ago, Jimmy Jimmy Wushujan of Unicatholic. Byron Grievous, who's a star now in high school. We have Angela Hawker-Smith from Kansas. She's a four-time state champion. I mean, the names are there Yeah. in previous sections. Now it's about, all right, what do, how do I make my statement here yeah, at this race? Exactly. Absolutely. And it also just kind of reminds me of the NCAA championships on the men's side. Like there was not a clear favorite. You had athletes like Nico Young, Drew Bosley, Graham Blinks, um, Samuel from New Mexico. There were so many big names that you're like, oh my gosh, who's going to grab this title? And that's how I feel about running lane specific for both genders, uh, boys and girls. Like there's not one specific clear favorite. And we've already seen a history patch. I, I keep going back to Jenna Hutchins. It just feels like yesterday, just seeing her break the national high school record for the first time on this course. And everyone's like, this is the course you want to race on if you want your personal best and getting a true 5K in. And these athletes, we get to see the next crop of great, talented individuals. And we're about to see them go to that next level. All right, so question. What does it take to win at John Hunt, Hunt Park? <laughs> Goodness gracious, there are... After talking with a lot of the athletes over the years, they're like, it's sneakingly like challenging. It's not completely flat. Like you do have some hills here and there. You also have some sharp turns as well. But I feel like it's going to be the person that gets out the quickest and is able to hold on to that because the course is fast. And you already know everyone's going to be running personal best left and right. So I feel like you got to really challenge yourself and be in that front pack, be smart, and then just cross that finish line. I agree you have to be smart. I don't think you have to be the fastest out of, out of the I feel team. like you got to be in that top wave, though. If everyone's going fast. You do have to be measured, I think, yes. in the first mile. And you have to give yourself a shot. You can't be in 100th place and oh, no. expect yeah. to win. Right. Although you can go to a, from 100 and you can finish in the top 10, I think. Look at Brian DeCola last year. Mm. He ended up finishing, I think, 6th or 5th. And he was nowhere in the beginning. <laughs> Not the greatest race plan, but he got it done yeah. there. But... I think it takes heart, first and foremost. If you want to win the race, you have to have 
courage and you have to to sacrifice a little bit and race with a little bit of pain and then you have to make moves when they matter so on those sections where people are going to be struggling which is that hill in the, the hill. second mile when you surge up the hill you'll definitely make some ground up you know the final 1k is all rolling downhill like you can you have to wind up in that final section and make your move there to, yeah. to, to hit it. That's what Peyton Gotti did last year. Steven West did that last year. Colin Salmon took it at the very end in 2021. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are plenty of chances for you to make moves on this course. It's just a matter of do you have the heart? Do you have the, the bravado to, yeah. to do it, uh, when it when it matters most, especially if it's raining, especially right. if it's hard out there and you're you're fighting pain. Yeah. Is it supposed to rain on race day or is it just the days leading into it? 50%. 50%. Okay. Friday and Saturday, Woo! a little bit of rain. So maybe it'll just get some clouds. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be downpour, but there might be a little bit of rain that you have to fight through. So, yeah. you know, it's it's December racing. It's going to be a little tough. Yeah. It's going to be slightly cold, but I think that's what makes cross country so awesome. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to three girls athletes that you think could win the gold championship race and why this was hard because as i mentioned there's so many heavy hitters going into this race so many talented individuals so to pick three i was like all right if i had a name and grab this is what i'm going with my first pick is nikki sutherland from delta she's going to be a notre dame athlete next year i feel like you cannot overlook the veteran you, you just can't this this girl has raced how many times has competed against national level contenders year after year you, you, you can't count her out. So this will be her first time competing at running lane. But as I mentioned, she does have that experience competing at that national level. She finished fifth at the Foot Locker Midwest Regional Championships this previous weekend. And then in the last three years, she's been the runner-up at the Indiana State Championships. And she goes in to this race with a 1701 personal best. So she does have the speed. She has the experience. She's a veteran. Nikki Sutherland, I feel like don't exclude her the next athlete is an individual from ohio i feel like you're a huge fan of evelyn prodell i believe that's how you pronounce her last name she won the ohio state championships and the crazy thing is she's been undefeated this whole entire season 10 straight wins has a personal best of 1659 which she set a month ago and she also has that experience of competing at running lane so that i think is to her advantage she knows how to run this course she finished 41st overall last year with an 1842 so i know for a fact that she's looking to improve on that time and of course it was downpour rain muddy conditions so the fact that you went that 1842 you already know she's just going to kill this course this year and so i feel like that's a huge advantage for her now my third pick this might be an interesting pick here but i have all faith in this middle schooler annabella tomasic from lake highland prep from florida class of 2029 now you're probably thinking live why on earth are you talking about her i feel like she has proven that she can run with the big girls here is why. She's won 11 straight wins. The worst place that she finished this year was second, and that was her season opener. Ever since then, she's just been on this rolling streak. She's the middle school state champion, but she also won the Florida State Championships against the high school individuals just a couple weeks ago, and she has a personal best of 1725. Like, you gotta put Annabella in this mix now. I feel like maybe experience, this is a perfect opportunity for her to gain that experience run on a really fast course, be against the heavy hitters. 
I have Annabella as someone in that that's going to be in there. I'm on board with all your picks. Woo! I yes. like I like all of them. Yeah. I, I think they're all. I would I would think exactly the same. Yeah. In that they should be there in the pack going for a title down down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to make a pick of those three, like winner, who who are you going with? I'm, my gut is saying Nikki Sutherland. Okay. Again, the experience, senior year, this is it, Nikki Sutherland. I like that. I'm picking Prodell. Okay. I, th- I think she is a little I bit think of a, a sleeper, uh, but she hasn't lost at all this year. Yeah. And I, I like people who win because <laughs> you got that confidence. Yes. Only one small addition, possibly, that could kind of enter into the conversation. Scout Storms. Yeah. We talked about it earlier from Barrington. Um, number one running for the number one runner for the Illinois program ran 16:38 at the 3A championships, which was a 14 second PR at that distance. It's a fast course there uh, at Detweiler Park, so she understands what it takes to run at the front and you know go for a championship. I think um, if I had to bet, I think Scout Storms will be in the mix down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. I like. I can see her being in that front pack for sure. I'm not counting her out either. Okay. I like I like Miss Storms here. Miss Storms. Ooh, the last hey, name Hey, who were you for Halloween? I was Storm. Exactly. So I gravitate toward that. <laughs> All right. On the boys' side, three boys athletes that we feel can be in the front in contention for a national championship. Our thoughts on who they are and why. I'll go with it here. Riku Suji from Bardstown, Kentucky. Ran one of his best races of the season at Foot Locker South. Clocked a time of 14.54, which qualified him for Nationals on December 9th in Balboa, in San Diego. Last year, he was 55th at this running lane uh, you know, championship, which wasn't great for him. It was a little bit of a disappointment, but he learned a lot from that moment. And he said, it's not about going for time anymore. It's about going for effort and being competitive, being a racer on race day. That's what he's all about now. So has he learned from his mistakes? And now he's in a position potentially to win here. Jane Merrick of Cedar Falls, Iowa, just a sophomore. He was the runner-up in 3A in Iowa at the state championships, only behind Ethan Zuber. He ran 15.01 at Heartland, NXR Heartland. Didn't get to NXN, but he ran one of the best times there. He was top 10 and... He's a future star. We've, we've wrote about him a lot over yeah. the season. Future star, Jaden Merrick. Remember the name. Let's see if he can win a title here. Third one here might be a little bit of a sleeper too. Ethan Gonzalez of North Richland Hills in Texas. He is the 5A state champion in Texas. He ran 1455 uh, in, uh, uh, in, in Austin this year. He's got two sub-15 minute outings for 5K. And I don't think enough people are talking about him yet, but here's an opportunity for a guy from Texas to really make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. There's one other individual I will kind of put in that mix of all the, the athletes you just mentioned is Mateo Tonas from Fairgott from Tennessee. He's a Furman signee. He set a 1443 personal best this year, second at the state championships, 16th at NXR Southeast, 21st at Foot Locker. And I say that because I'm like, he probably wants to really go out with a bang. And, of course, you go to running lane if you want to end your cross-country season on a bang. Even though he hasn't competed specifically at the running lane cross-country championships, he's competed at the Southern Showcase before, which is held at the exact same location. So he'll have some of that experience. Now he'll be able to put everything together. Yeah. Previous champions from Colorado, California, New Mexico. Are we going to get a runner from a different state this year? 
Potentially. Potentially, Potentially. yes. <laughs> All right. Next thing up. Next thing we're, we're going to talk about girls' teams. Which girls' teams will break away from the field, Olivia, and why? The biggest team on the ladies' side that really stands out to me is Lucas Lovejoy. I feel like this is a solid team that you can really count on, and I feel like they can break up that Colorado streak. Mountain Vista won it 2022, Niwot the year before, and Mountain Vista back in 2020. So I think a Texas program could sneak in there a little bit, but they finished third at the NXR South Regional right behind the powerhouse programs of Flower Mound and also South Lakes Carroll, which are top 10 ranked teams in the nation they'll be competing at nxn but i feel like lucas lovejoy they have the 12th best team average in the country right now with a 1755 and again we talk about how quickly they can get their top scores and they've done it before with 52 seconds so they know how to run in a pack they're very strong very talented and especially when you compete against teams like flower mount and south lake carroll on a daily basis and their top 10 top ranked teams in the nation, you just get better and stronger. So I feel like Lucas Lovejoy has an opportunity to kind of be the the team title winners here. You can't get much better than that yeah. front three of Amy Moorefield, Sarah Moorefield, and yeah. Kaylee Littlefield. I could very well see them all in the top 10. 10, I agree. Maybe here, and hard to beat a team that has three runners in the top 10. Very hard. Uh, so who has a chance to maybe sneak up in there? Barrington, as we've mentioned. Brentwood girls, Brentwood's girls, and then Central Kitsap out of Washington. I who, like that. You know, third place finisher at the uh, Northwest Regional and the, their Washington champ. Brentwood, to me, is is the underrated one. I did a, a virtual meet on the girls' <laughs> field, and, you know, Lovejoy did win with 46 points, but Brentwood was, was right, right there, there in second. Um, what it'll take from Brentwood and Barrington and all these teams, basically, to beat a team like Lovejoy you have to make sure that your back-end depth runs its best race, runs measured, runs well, doesn't lose people uh, from the pack and separates. Because once you separate in a huge field, that's points. That's that's determined. That's basically, those are points all on your back-end score. So they have to run well in their lineup to make sure they have a chance to beat a team like Lovejoy, which, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have to have an off day for them to lose, yeah. I, I think, at this point. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the ladies would have to get sick or something. Hey, and we're not even talking about Fossil Ridge, too. Oh, Fossil Ridge! Right? Yes! I feel like that's another program that, like, you can't overlook them. And I know I mentioned them last week, or the week before. There was some week I mentioned Fossil Ridge. if they're really, you know, right there up against Air Academy, if they're the second best team, I think they are going to come here as a little bit of a a sleeper, which is crazy to think because of the number one seed on the girls' side. But... I would not be surprised if they did offer something kind of like momentous here at Running Lane. Oh yeah, I agree. I feel like Fossil Ridge has the talent. The program is ready to go. Uh, Yeah, you can't exclude them either. All right, last topic here before we finish out things at Running Lane. Boys teams, gold race. Which teams are going to break away on the boys' side and why? Yes. So, originally, and I still feel like this could happen, I feel like Deer Creek is a really well-known program from Oklahoma, and I kind of like them here. Uh, they have the 21st best 5K team average in the country with a 15-32-48. I know there might be some banged up happening right now, but I feel like if everyone was to show out and put their best foot forward, it reminds me of NC State, right? Yeah, like you literally I was the same exact you literally thing. just watching them compete at the NCAA championships, I think once we knew 
that Kelsey Camille was not running, there were a lot of big question marks on like what could NC State do? And what did they do? They right. won the team title over NAU by one point. So I'm not counting Deer Creek out completely, um, but I feel like just thinking when they were on it, right, like over the season they had some solid wins at the Chili Pepper Festival over Bentonville and Lucas Lovejoy. They're also the Oklahoma State champions. They won it with 42 points, 15-51 average with a 24-second split. They were moving, yeah. and then they were fourth at NXR South Regional. So I'm not excluding yeah. my, my Deer Creek team. Huge fan of them. My next pick, as Ashley would say, her 1B pick, I'm picking Cheyenne Mountain from Colorado. They were second to Niwa at the Colorado 4A State Championships this year. They finished just 11th at NXR Southwest, so they're probably looking to go out with another big bang. So those are my picks. Deer Creek and Cheyenne Mountain, I feel like, could yeah, do some damage. I, I think the top three teams here are very clearly uh, those three, Cheyenne, Sky Ridge, and, and Deer Creek. And mm-hmm. I, I love the analogy of NC State because it, it definitely fits here. Yeah. The best storyline would be Deer Creek winning this race because of what they've done this season, how they put the, their name out there in the national spotlight. Right. Um, going to Texas, picking up wins, you know, Health is always an issue for every cross-country team down the stretch because you've run so much. You've yes. been competitive with, with teams, and you get banged up. So, yeah, and they've um, been training since mo- some of these teams August, over the yeah, summer. Yeah, so it's summer like they've August, been just yeah. going at it. So for them to put together a winning effort, I think, would be uh, a huge story. And it, it's kind of the, the tailor-made story. So um, there, there's definitely hopes there. But if I'm looking at the likely odds of someone winning when you just talked about two Utah teams winning it, it's you gotta look at Sky Ridge because mm. Sky Ridge is coming off a sixth place effort at the regional. Um, they're among on the best in, in Utah, and you know Sky Ridge has had time off to get healthier, as we as we just mentioned. Their state meet was in October. It's basically been a month for them to sort of recuperate mm-hmm. and and you know re-engineer their, their lineup and come in really really ready to go um, because they're already building towards indoor so I think they come in at a different position that helps them in ways especially running at sea level too Um, so I think I think Sky Ridge might come in with a little bit of an advantage there Cheyenne Mountain this team to me next year or even in two years might be the best team in the country based off of the, the runners they have right now in their lineup they have four coming back they have two more coming in the wings I think they could be you know, really up there to challenge Nyla next year and be one of the best teams. Two years ago, they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really saw Cheyenne Mountain, but they have the the talent. They, they train at altitude in, in Colorado. They have a great coaching there. And I just think they're, they're in a position where they have all the resources around them to make them a great cross-country team. And so to, to run here to get a win, I think, is maybe like the origin story of how you get to that point. Yeah, I agree. So... You said it here, November 28, 2023. Look out for Cheyenne Mountain <laughs> So in 2025. Who are we picking? Girls team, girl, or boys team, who are we picking? I'm picking Lucas Lovejoy Okay. on the girls' side. I feel like my Deer Creek from Oklahoma. <laughs> That's my squad right there. Right, Going right. Deer Creek. Fair, fair enough. I'm going with Bar- Barrington on the girls' side. I'm just... You know, I feel it in the air. You feel it? That's how how I feel about Lucas Lovejoy. Barrington. Okay. (laughs) And then I'm going with Cheyenne Mountain on the boys' side. Good Uh, pick. That's where it's at right now. Okay. So stay tuned for all this coverage from the Running Lane Cross Country Championships on Miles, but we will be on site 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, setting up and getting ready, doing podcasts, getting all the things ready. Uh, so if you have any questions, insights, feel free to hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, uh, all the social media aspects, and uh, we will be there for you. Olivia, you're going to be out in Portland. I'll be in Portland with Ashley. We'll be we'll be an 80% chance of rain yes. over there. Rain, so I already know rain on about the to get downpoured. In the U.S., basically. Yes. Just expect rain. Just expect but, it. Uh, looking forward to seeing all you out there and providing coverage and talking cross-country. Final weeks of cross-country. I cannot believe it. Get ready for the end of, of the fall. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon.